0: Welcome to Systemize Your Life. This is your go-to podcast for work-from-home moms who are desperate to reclaim control, find order, and escape the never-ending cycle of overwhelm. Hi, I'm your host, Chelsea Joe. I've dedicated this show to modern women just like you, who are eager to give their very best to their home, family, and work, all without losing themselves in the process. Get ready to discover the systems you need to craft powerful relationships, get organized, keep up on the housework, manage your time like a boss, love those babies well, and maybe even sneak in a date night or two. If you are tired of hopelessly watching life pass you by, then it's time to grab your ticket off that hot mess express and join me in life where systems do all the heavy lifting. This is where you, transform your chaos into confidence and take your life from overwhelmed to organized. What do you say friends? Let's do this. Mark your calendars, work from home mamas. We are having a game-changing event here at chelseajo.co and you are invited. Monday, November 27th, we are hosting the Business Workflow Workshop for me and you to hang out live at 10 AM Pacific, 1 PM Eastern. So you can learn the four steps to using workflows to grow your business. You're going to want to make sure that you save your seats because they are limited. You can go over to chelseajo.co backslash workflow workshop. If you're done struggling to keep the momentum going and sick of finding yourself buried in tasks with zero energy to stay consistent, then I've got fantastic news. Whether you're navigating the world of network marketing, selling handmade treasures on Etsy, building your brand on social media, managing your own business, crafting blogs, recording podcasts, or working as a virtual assistant, or maybe just something anywhere and everywhere in between, this event is custom tailored just for you. Don't miss this event because for the first time ever, I'm pulling back the curtain on the magic that powers my business systems, so that you can explore the four essential workflows every business craves. Uncover the secret to carving out a dedicated 15 hours a week just for your business and master the strategic roadmap to prioritizing projects for exponential growth. If you're ready to elevate your game and discover the four steps that have propelled my business forward through strategic workflows, then reserve your spot right now. Head to chelseajo.co backslash workflow workshop to claim your seat. Get ready for door prizes, fun, and so many different insights to supercharge your business. Don't miss out, friends. See you there. Oh my goodness. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. We've been talking about registration opening for this event for about a week Just kind of putting the information and the bug in your ear to get you excited. I hope that you've already pressed pause on this episode and you have registered. It's actually quite simple. It takes two seconds. You'll get an email from me. You'll get to watch a short video on what to expect. And you get to hear about some of the things that we're going to be giving away inside of the workshop. So if you have, honestly, if you've been interested at all, In trying to use your time that you sit down to try and create or make money from home and you're using paper and pen or like a notebook to be able to manage your to-dos, that in and of itself is a good enough reason for you to attend this workshop. It doesn't matter where you're at on your journey, I just want you to be able to have an understanding of these four core workflows that I created from WordGo and I'm still using. They've grown with me over time. I want you to be able to have access to that, so please make sure that you save your seat. But today, this episode, honestly, is not going to be as obvious as you think. Of course, this is the Systemize Your Life podcast, and I have coined myself to be the systems queen and a business systems expert so, obviously, we talk a lot about systems here. And today, episode 358 promises to tell you the first step to keeping up with cleaning your house instead of living under piles of dishes and laundry every single day. <laughs> I hate that feeling, and everyone does. And it's not actually going to be that you need to create a system. I know. You probably were hoping that that's exactly what I was going to tell you. We are actually going to talk about a few systems in this episode, but it's not actually the emphasis today. We need to have a conversation with why the heck you can't keep up with cleaning your house and you really are living under or coinciding with massive piles of things, whether it's piles of linens and sheets and pillows and blankets and stuffed animals, toys, Legos, Like, I could honestly just go on and on and on. Dishes, need I say water bottles, uh, freezers, stuff in the garage, which I will say, you guys, my garage is just still a holy terror right now from when we moved in. Everything's, the house is looking amazing, but everything just goes in the garage. We've been waiting for it to cool down because it's so hot in the summer. It's not really fun, but now we're like, eh, well take care of it. But I have, um, a couple of my team members, not all of them, but a couple of them that are at the management level coming to my house and coming to our CEO retreat, um, that I'm hosting and here in Arizona that I co, um, have co-created with my good friend, Stephanie Gass. We have another CEO coming and it's just going to be such a great time but this has literally lit a fire underneath me to like wrap up some of those like little things that are just like, you know, like I have a couple of podcasting felt like sound absorbing tiles that didn't come in. And so I had to order them and they came in afterwards. <laughs> I'm just like you know, there's only like 12 of them. It's like, just get it done, you know, but Blaine and I have just been putting off like the little annoying things. And I will say the garage is a big annoying thing, but we're like, let's get it done. So I don't ever want to make you feel like I don't experience these things because I do from time to time. And there's a season for everything, but what we really need to talk about is if just chronically and It's really kind of always been this way. It's not just because you had a baby or it's not just because of some random, maybe it's not even random, maybe it's like an expected transition in your life. You got a different job or somebody got a different job or you're on a different schedule or whatever this might look like, depending on how old your kids are and what you're going through. Maybe you just got married or who knows what it looks like. For me, it was moving that had me living underneath piles of all kinds of stuff for quite some time. There are seasons for everything, but we need to look at whether or not this is a pattern that's happening across multiple seasons in your life. And if it is, then it's really important that you stick around for the entirety of this episode, which honestly is going to be pretty short and sweet. And at the end of it, I'm going to leave you with three really big takeaways that I want you to sit and think on regarding the amount of stuff and stuff, we'll just call it stuff that you're living with in your house, that you're, whether it be just like, it's not clean, it doesn't smell great. You're not exactly excited and open to the idea of having people come over. It doesn't feel really great whenever you come home. Or if there's just honestly like stuff everywhere. Piles and piles and piles of paper. If the kids toys are just spewing out of every corner. Every nook and cranny of the living room and their bedrooms. The laundry is just so hard to keep up with. But yet still someone somewhere never has a clean towel to take a bath with. Like that kind of frustration of failure. And defeat maybe be a better word because we're not failing, but we definitely do feel defeated. And we probably do at times feel like we're failing. I try and keep those thoughts as far away from me as possible, but I know that they are a reality for so many people that are sitting underneath all of this thing. Maybe it's just dishes. Maybe it's just constant dishes on the counter and the sink. Maybe it's just constant trash piled up in multiple places. Whatever that looks like for you, I want you to know that I have a really interesting vantage point, and that's why I decided to bring this episode to you because of my recent move. I was able to see what had happened inside of a home that I didn't really have a lot of joy and a lot of, you know, like long-term hope and I wasn't settled in that house because I knew we were moving and it was a rental you know, but for so long I kept it looking so good. And then there were a few things that shifted and we just didn't really keep up with it the way that I would have wanted to at the end there for like the last year, honestly, while we were having our new house built. And when I moved in and I had this brand new house built and I had a different feeling of gratitude. I was like, "Oh, wow." And I also knew what was holding me back in house that we lived in before. And so bringing all of that information, what was and wasn't working for me in that environment compared to what is working for me and not working for me in a completely different environment has made me think so differently about being able to keep up with housework and house chores, the cleaning, the cooking, all of it. You know, it's really interesting because I get a glimpse into other people's homes Just by sitting on the internet, honestly, just by looking at reels, one stood out to me so much. It was this reel. I don't even know what it was for, and I can't get the image burned out of my head. There was these two kids that were in like their kid play pin because the parents needed to do something, and the kids were in like this baby gated area. The amount of toys, the amount of toys that were in that space, that were in that space I can't get it out of my head and I just thought to myself how intentional can you be and when is the last time the carpet underneath all of those toys has been vacuumed it's been a minute and I will never forget whenever we moved and the couch I will never forget what was underneath my couch when we moved I was like oh no Oh no, that is not happening in my new brand new house. And so I came from this space of really what I felt like was failing my family. The top of the refrigerator was absolutely disgusting. Like so many things. I don't even know how we kept so many things in that house when I had purged a thousand times over again. And so I have created something very intentional in this house. And that is what I want to share because What this comes down to is every single person that lives in America has too much stuff. (laughs) We have too much stuff for so many different reasons. And I know not everyone has the same amount of stuff that I do. I know that not everyone has the same kind of privileges that I have had. And I'm very sensitive to that. I think for... 95% of the people that are listening to this podcast that are trying to create businesses and have families that are trying to make money, most people, not all, but most people that listen to this podcast are married and they have families. We got too much stuff. And after spending the last four to five years, maybe even closer to six years, really looking at the nuances of what makes... The way that I do things different from the way that my other mom friends has have done them and what I've been able to help them with, and then creating a program that is a home management system and just seeing how it affects other people's lives. I've realized that almost all of the overwhelm is created by the amount of stuff a person has in their home. So how do these two things go hand in hand? How and what in the world <laughs> does having too much stuff have to do with being able to keep up with cleaning your house instead of living under all this stuff, right? So if we, let me split hairs for a second and actually just get really clear with my vocabulary. A clean house for a lot of people might mean just being tidied. Oh yeah, I, I cleaned my house. But in order to clean your house, you have to be able to get in and actually clean your house. And there's different levels to this. But whenever I say a tidy house, that means things are picked up and put away. A clean house is a house where the toilets have been cleaned, the baseboards have been cleaned, the carpets have been vacuumed, and probably underneath the couches, which I'm still like, okay, how do we do this with our new couch? I guess we're actually going to be moving our couch. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be moving it and we're going to be cleaning underneath it because never again. Absolutely never going to get, never, ever, ever again. What do they have to do with each other? Here's the thing. I promised you the first step. So the first step is understanding and getting control of the amount of stuff that you have in your home. So a little bit of switcheroonie on you. This episode is actually about the amount of stuff and clutter and the urgency to declutter over actually keeping a clean house. Because here's here's the deal. And then I'm going to tell you the three main things that you need to walk away from this episode understanding in order to actually really be able to take that first step to keeping up with cleaning your house and making sure that it is some place that not only you want to be, but everyone else wants to be. An environment where people feel warm and welcome. And you feel like you're actually taking care of people and you can love them and you can love them well. And that's my favorite thing about having a clean and tidy house is I feel like I can pour into everyone and everything so much better when those things are not nagging me in the back of my mind. Here's the thing. When you have too much stuff and can't clean it because you have too much stuff, it becomes this cyclical thing where you intend to go clean your house, but then you have to pick everything up and then you're exhausted and you can't actually get in and clean your house. Or you just shove things to the side and you do a little cleaning. And so there's never really an opportunity for you to create these rhythms and these systems that I'm actually talking about that you came to this podcast episode to learn simply because you have too much stuff. Okay, so here's the three huge takeaways that I want you to go really just sit and mull over. I want you to think on all of these three things. So write them down if you can, if you're driving or if you're doing something, you can click on the show notes and it'll link you over to the blog post. Um, About two days, three days after the episode goes live, we have a blog post up. And so that will definitely be there for you or whip out some notes really quick, unless you're driving, of course. This is regarding the amount of stuff that you have, because if you cannot get that under control, you cannot move forward with anything else that you're hoping and dreaming of doing. So number one, you can and are allowed to live with way less than what you have right now. No one says that this is I'm preaching to myself right now. No one says that you have to have the newest, latest, and greatest boots, shoes, etc. I just bought another pair of shoes. Here's the thing. Maybe you're really great at getting new things and getting rid of old things and so you don't have a bunch of stuff. That's amazing. You can absolutely get really good at consuming a lot and throwing out a lot. But I really just want you to challenge yourself because I don't know if you've ever counted, but we bring way more bags of stuff into our homes than we take out of our homes. Even when you include the actual trash, there's so much stuff that comes into our house and it just stays there. And if you have ever moved, the question is always, how in the world did I fit all of that stuff into that tiny closet or into that entire house. Like there's so many nooks and crannies and so many ways to stack and stash and store and hoard things. And I want you to really tell yourself that you don't have to have all those water bottles. You don't have to have all of those Barbies. And it is hard. It is so hard to say no. It's so hard to confront family members that buy too much and give too much, which is I have really, really, really great systems for those things that we can talk about at a later time. I'm really excited to bring uh, a couple of those episodes because gift giving season is upon us, but please just sit and have a conversation with yourself about how it's okay to maybe just for a week to eat rice and beans and beans and rice. Like it's okay to challenge yourself To peel back and not have so much. To not have to have that next nail polish or have that new eyeshadow or make sure that your kids have all the newest things that they really want. They don't have to have 14 different pairs of pants when they're only going to wear the same three. Same for you over and over and over and over and over again. You don't need to have four sets of silverware in your drawer. I don't care. We have one set. And yes, we go through it in a day. And then we wash them and we use them again the next day. So this is something that is going to help you greatly. Number two, it is okay. It is absolutely okay to just pick it all up and trash it. You don't have to touch every single piece of paper in that pile to determine if you need to keep it or if you don't. Because that is daunting. It is okay to just pick it all up and trash it, donate it, etc. Now, listen, this is not actually the method that I teach. If we can sidebar for just a second, I created the escape method, which is how you escape your clutter and live mess free with one simple system for every single room area of your life. It's not complicated. It doesn't need to be. If you're listening to decluttering people that are trying to tell you exactly how to declutter every single space and they make it complex, you don't have to do that. It can be unbelievably simple to declutter. But in that method, yes, we go through creating piles and going through everything. But sometimes that's just a lot. That's too much to think about when you are facing an entire house of too much stuff. And all of that stuff is keeping you from actually cleaning. There's no way for you to vacuum the floors with all that stuff on the ground. It's not possible. There's no way for you to scrub the sink all the way down into the corners with all of those dishes in the sink. And I know that this is something that you crave and you desire to do. Honestly, all you need is a fresh start in one small space. Just get a bag and throw it all in. And I'm definitely not one to say just burn it all down. (laughs) I'm really not. But in some scenarios, it's really important to consider how immediate your reward will be once you get going in the right direction. So I'm not saying trash everything, but honestly, I kind of do that a lot. That stack of mail that's been sitting over there for the last three years—you don't even know what's at the bottom of that pile. If it's been six months, you don't even know what's at the bottom of that pile. I just pick it up and I throw it all away. Now, this could be really bad advice for some, but it has never failed me. It has never failed me—not one time. And even just as of recent, I think most of the things that Blaine and I are holding onto—like, what do we do with this—are just going to get. When I say tossed, it's probably donated, right? But we're getting rid of it. And if you're sitting there feeling like, I don't even know how to tackle this, just go grab a bag and just put it all in there. Just put it all in there. (laughs) You don't need all 14 of those old lotion bottles that have like, you know, a third of the lotion left in the bottom of it. You don't need it. Just throw them all away and then go buy one chemical-free, no synthetics, no fragrances, essential oil only (laughs) lotion bottles and keep that for yourself, right? Okay, I had to throw that in there. Number three, you can still be an incredible wife and mom without keeping every single thing that your kids have ever owned, worn, made at school that they've ever said to you and you wrote it down, you got to write it down and put it everywhere that they've ever collected and on and on and on and on and on, right? I've held this bondage in my life for so many years because I come from an insanely sentimental family and I don't have it. I don't have it because my desire... To truly be intentional in the moment that I'm in outweighs my desire to reminisce over what I wasn't present for in the past by holding on to the things and looking at it later. Do I keep a few things? I absolutely do. I have a small tote with my kids' baby things in it that I love to pull out and smell and hold and reminisce about how tiny they were and their first haircut. I do. I do have a few of those things but I don't have all of it. I don't have anywhere near all of it. And I've had to part ways with every single one of Frankie Joe's favorite outfits that I ever put that baby doll in because she was, she was my baby. And I was a single mom hurting and broken. And she was all I had. And every time Bailey outgrew one of those outfits, I felt like a part of my soul was leaving me every single time I got rid of it. And then I thought about Oh my gosh, get rid of it and then seriously create a new moment with them that they can attach themselves to and you can attach yourself to in this very moment. I can't explain to you the freedom, the freedom that I feel and the joy that I get to have by not having something on every single wall and not holding on to every single thing (laughs) that my kids have brought home from school. Now, I'm obsessed with Joanna Gaines and she keeps everything and she's allowed to do that, okay? And you're allowed to do it too. But if this is breaking your spirit and it's it's breaking your shelves because there's so much, I'm actually probably going to share a picture of my basket that I have of all the things that I keep for the kids. The basket... I need four baskets for the amount of stuff that's in the one basket. I need to take care of it. I need to go through it. And I haven't done it. I said, I'll do it when we move. We've been in our house for like four or five months and it is so low on my totem pole. So it's not to say that I have this completely under control. I don't have this completely under control. I have to continuously ask myself and remind myself of these three key things, just like you're going to. What I want for you right now is for you to go back through, listen to these three things over and over and over again until you really understand where you need to start. Which of these three things speaks to you so much that you're like, that's it. That's my problem. Or that's where I want to focus. That's what lights me up. That's That's what inspires me. And then I want you to move on it. I want you to take really big action. You can come tell me in my DMS, if you want, drop it in the Facebook community is even better. I mean, it might be cool to get like, you know, a heart from me and your responses, but I think what's even cooler is having a community of women come alongside you and encourage you for the work that you're doing in your home, because this work is hard. This work is hard, especially if you haven't done it in a long time, or if you've never done it before, it's even harder if you are about to be the black sheep of the family and start doing things that you've never seen any other person in your family do, either your immediate family or your extended family, this is absolutely possible for you. And I believe that you listened to this entire episode all the way through to this point, because this is very, very important for you to get under control. I want to see and know that you can breathe and live and love in a beautiful home, just as much as you want that for yourself. So go get to work. But before you get too far into that work, make sure that you take just one quick second to go register for the Workflow Workshop with me, of course, chelseajo.co backslash Workflow Workshop. I am already getting so excited about chatting with you in the chat and also having some incredible giveaways to those of you who actually show up live. Hope to see you there. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend a sincere invitation to you, an incredible wife, mom, and woman who has serious dreams of making change to really take what you learned today and implement even just a small part of it in your life. When you make changes, it inspires everyone around you. If today's episode resonated with you, I'm certain it will resonate with others too. So head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, And leave us a five-star review. Your review will help more women discover our podcast and join our supportive community. But your impact doesn't stop there. You hold the power to motivate and equip the women closest to you in your life with a simple, hey girl, let's do this together. Text this episode to your best friend or maybe even your mama. Whoever it is in your life that's knee-deep in the same kind of chaos you're in, they need to know about this system too. And if you're feeling fancy, you can even take a screenshot of this episode Tag me and post it to your stories because together we can create a trail of wisdom for all the incredible women around us, reshaping how we not only care for ourselves, but each other. I can't wait to connect with you on Instagram until we meet back here again real soon for the next episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.